Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't oh, listen to that! In 300 years, right down to the day, now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. <laughs> I put a on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. aficionados welcome back to haunted 518 today is an extra special episode because i have an amazing guest a repeat guest i think you're the first no you're not the first repeat guest <laughs> sorry what the hell? <laughs> i was gonna say but dating all the way back to halloween of what 2020 mm-hmm. right you yeah. are this is kevin ryan and uh he's here to do a special hocus pocus episode so we're pretty fucking stoked we're right so now. excited i'm so excited <laughs> to be back for this episode this is this is a dream episode for me so we're gonna crack a drink and right now we are drinking okay it's a long you ready guys the harvester sour ale with strawberry kiwi and pear the harvester is a rotating series of fruit forward sours exploring how various fruit combinations play off each other in a sour ale and fun fact this bad boy uh, can be made into what's called a harvester slushy. So the directions what? are stick in freezer, wait one to two hours, open, pour, and enjoy. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of a beer being okay, able to be a slushy, have you? One. No. Right? Exactly. And I want that. <laughs> it says, um, don't forget about it in the freezer. Obviously, it's brewed in, um, oh, it's called Abomination Brewing Company. I've never heard of them. No. Um, and it's brewed in North Haven, Connecticut. And the art on the can, shout out to the artist, is by Sam Heimer. The can is awesome. Um, yeah, you want to describe what the art is? Yes. So it, the beer is called The Harvester. So it's like skeletons harvesting something in a field of crops. But the field is barren and it's spooky okay. and there's a big old moon. <laughs> Full moon. And the 
the skeletons just have skulls for heads and bony hands. It's, yeah, it is that's spooky. pretty accurate. I don't know what they're harvesting. <laughs> yeah, d- <dead laughs> I'll post things. a picture of it on our Instagram um, so people can see the art on it. So, so cheers. cheers. Oh, cheers. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, that is delightful. It's like a, um, what did we say, a smoothie. Yeah. Right? Because it's, it's thick. So you you can't crush like three. It's of these, so good, yeah. Deli- Too sweet. It's such a Strawberry, good flavor. Strawberry kiwi and pear. Oh, that's a that great is not a flavor combination. Combo. I knew was a thing, Would but never it think totally of, right? works. It is delicious. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty opaque. I'm not gonna lie, oh, yeah. it's folks. Completely <laughs> it un- looks like a strawberry smoothie. Yeah, it really does. It, this is a thick beer, <laughs> but it is delicious. Mm. So, are you ready to be taking a, a magical mystery ride? Yes, bring me on a Hocus Pocus Hocus ride. Hocus Pocus related. Listeners, Kevin doesn't really know what's coming at him, but we've mm-hmm. got a lot. And I'm ready. Yay. I'm ready and I'm excited. Good. I'm ready for surprises. I'm ready to talk about Hocus Pocus. Yay! So, the first thing we had to start with, where does just the phrase Hocus Pocus come from? I've never thought about it. Again, like hidden in plain sight. I don't know yeah. where that originated. So, in my research, I was like, I came across it. It's short but sweet but i was like we gotta include that and we gotta start with that yes do you know anything about the origins of the phrase hocus pocus i know nothing yeah i short answer is no (laughs) but i I knew that it it was a thing before the movie like that was like a oh my god it goes back like centuries i'm just gonna tell you that (laughs) okay great i was thinking i was gonna date it like like circa 1989 exactly Two years before her Hocus Pocus, the movie came out. I know it was in existence for at least 24 months prior to the movie being shot. That's all I know. Okay, tell me the history. Wait, can you guess what century it dates from? And I'm terrible with centuries. Because I always think the century is the the beginning of, like, I thought the 2000s is the 20th. Yeah, yeah. You always got to go up one. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go like the century of the Salem witch trials and all that. The witchy, the 1600s. You're smart, it is. Yes, <laughs> You're okay. so smart. I would have been like 1800s. <laughs> so, Hocus Pocus has been used by conjurers for centuries. I just, first of all, I love the word conjurers. Conjurers? It dates to the 1630s. And as there was also Hocus Pocus, like uh, A-S instead of U-S, as a name for a juggler or magician in the 1620s. It what? might be older. Hocus Pocus is also used as a noun to describe tricks, again, from the 1840s. So, as early as the 16... Did I say 1840s? Because I meant 1640s. 1640s, guys. That was all 1600s. As early as the 1650s, astute observers were remarking that the phrase, used to distract and entertain the crowds during tricks, might have its origins in the Latin words spoken during Catholic religious services. The phrase, this is my body, used during the consecration, was spoken in Latin as... Oh, God. Hoc est corpus meum. Few of the faithful would have understood enough Latin to follow the details of the priest's words. It was be it would be the late 1960s before the words were spoken in the local language of a church instead of Latin. Jugglers and street entertainers were known for borrowing other common Latin phrases to use on audiences who generally wouldn't be familiar with the language. In the 1670s, the phrase. <laughs> 
Hiccus Doctius. It was a phrase used a by one. jugglers. It is so good. Hiccus. H-I-C-C-U-S Doctius. D-O-C-T-I-U-S. It was a phrase used by jugglers during their performances and sometimes was used as another word for juggler. Just like Hocus Pocus. Hiccus Doctius is likely to have been a twist on Hicca a Doctus, also known as in Latin, here is the learned man. <laughs> so words change with use and mispronunciation in English as in all languages, and it's not surprising that this process would happen especially with words from a language spoken often but only understood by the learned in society. The 15th century jugglers and conjurers took a solemn phrase and gave it new life on the streets. The reaction of the priests at that time is actually not recorded. Um, so that's kind of like a little bit of a background. Interesting. Though. So it has a Latin origin. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought that. Interesting. No. Yeah. But I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything. Like those words don't mean anything separate. I or think I read somewhere too context. that it kind of has to do with like how abracadabra mm-hmm. came about. Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing. It's, it's, it's from, uh, like a, it's, it's basically the phonetics of some root word or something that has right. something to do with it it means something i mean it's some phrase that meant something that got this is my body the century yeah um, this has to do with what we yeah. associate hocus pocus with now interesting but the juggler thing but my yeah. body my choice exactly this is my body so the next thing is and i figured I tried to organize these in order of... Can you see my computer? Don't peek. <laughs> Not peeking. Okay. Ready for all the um, surprises. I figured we would have to start next with the walking tour of the filming locations. Yes. Because, I mean, this is... I love a, I love a handout. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she so passed me a picture of a walking tour of Salem with made images. Made by me. You I made, made this? Map. I added the oh. images of the locations so he could see you as have to post I this talk you, about them. If you have an electronic copy, this is... So oh, yeah. Good. I'll be posting all these for sure. Um God. So, I remember some of the layout from when you and I tried to go to Salem in 2020 for Halloween and COVID destroyed that plan we so hard. We should tell the listeners we had a whole trip planned on Airbnb <sighs> booked. It was the last time it would be on a weekend for like six years. And because yes. uh, a leap year is this year, right? Leap year is 2022. So it mm. jumped from a Saturday to a Sunday. That's why it was on Friday last year. Yes, we we're going to have the whole Halloween weekend. We we're going to have the whole weekend. And then we were like, we can just go next year. And by the way, it's on a Monday this year no and we were like that's not okay what now it's gonna be five years until it's on a weekend again Ugh. four years and we had years. we had a whole hocus pocus walking tour planned mm-hmm. listen our, that was our, like one of my favorite things i was looking forward to actually is is like yeah. smoking and going on this walking literally tour and having like a beer in my hand we probably. planned it in like early 2020 when we were like okay we have this to look forward to after all the madness that's going on and then crushed yeah crushed. we didn't get to go guys um <clears throat> So yeah, I thought we would start with a self-guided walking tour. So um, I think it goes kind of, no, I don't think it goes in any specific order. You just have to kind of find where it is. I don't know if it goes in an order, the list I have, like, which makes sense how you walk. I think it might actually. Um, So, so the first one is Allison's house. Oh, that beautiful white mansion. And that's on 318 Essex Street. 
So the exterior scenes of Allison's house were filmed at the Ropes Mansion, like Ropes, R-O-P-E-S. Built in the 1720s, this Georgian colonial mansion is rumored to be haunted. It's now owned by the Peabody Essex Museum, and it is open to the public. I actually thought it was a private residence, so I am very surprised. I mean, that who lives in a house like that? That's insane. In the film, but... the house was decorated <clears throat> excuse me, for Halloween with pumpkins, hay bales, and candles. And I love the I love how they decorated in it. Um, and there's a giant cauldron of candy in the lobby. Yes, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. The next one is Old Town Hall, where the party happens, the mm-hmm. adult party, and that's 32 Derby Square. So it's used as an exterior location of the party that Max and Danny's parents went to. Old Town Hall dates back to 1816 and is the oldest surviving municipal building in Salem. The the hall currently houses the Salem Museum and the production of the plays Cry Innocent and History Alive. Um, During the end credits where all the parents in the town can be seen leaving that building like exhausted after being under a spell for dancing all night. um, Dance, dance, dance until you die. (laughs) (laughs) Until you die. Um, That's obviously coming out of that building. Um, So the next one is Thackeray's Village. I love um, this village. It's I just love so... that name, Thackeray. Instead <laughs> of so Zachary. I hate it. But um, I love this village. <laughs> it's like. It's so atmospheric and evocative. <laughs> right? It's Ugh. called Forest River Park. That's actually where it's located in mm. Forest River Park. But the and buildings were made for the, the movie. water, right? Yeah, right. No, on, it's an actual right functioning. Uh, oh, wait. Is it like a colonial museum? Well, we're going to answer that right now with Great. what I'm going to read because I didn't me. read this before. The <laughs> opening village scenes from 1693 were recreated, oh, wait, in the Salem Pioneer Village in Forest River Park, just one block away. So I do think that's an actual pioneer, pioneer village, village that they used to film. Almost like a colonial Williamsburg oh, yeah. situation. Where well, like... no. The village was built in the 1930s as a set for a play series in the park. But after the interest in it continued, the city reopened it that year as a museum, and it was the first living history museum in the United States, oh. and gave visitors a look into the lives of early settlers, which we live by cool. Sturbridge Village, and I thought that, I'm surprised, I thought that would have predated hmm. that. Or I would have said um, Colonial Williamsburg. Oh, yes, yeah. But, hmm. So that village was, you You heard it here, the first living history museum. Um... <laughs> The next one is John Bailey High School, which is not called that. It's actually called Phillips Elementary School, and it's in what's known as Salem Commons. I'm not terribly familiar with Salem. So, like a Salem Commons, I'm assuming that okay. means like. It's, it's the farthest out here. of the sites. Well, yeah, it's the farthest one, but... north, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is downtown, right by the water, right? Or is this downtown? I think this is downtown. Right here. Like, that's the main street where everything happens. Obviously, listeners, you can't hear where I'm pointing, but I think that's, like, right here is it. Okay. Um, For the most part. But it's part. definitely all still, like, in Salem proper. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, John Bailey High School, a year before filming began, Phillips Elementary School shut down, making it the perfect location for the fictional John Bailey High School. Um, so, it's not no longer in operation? I guess not. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if there's any other info. Nope. Um, 
excuse me, this one is the one farthest away, which is the daytime cemetery scenes were filmed in Old Burial Hill in Marblehead. Uh, I was so excited to go here. Which, it's such an amazing atmosphere. I know, and Marblehead growing up for me, because I, I like spent a lot of time out on the Cape, Marblehead was also always like one of those towns that you just like talked about, and it was like a destination just to like even go get like brunch there. It was just mm. such a beautiful seaside place so this mm -hmm. cemetery i'm sure it's very evocative <laughs> ah, it's so cool looking old burial hill and neighboring marblehead was used for the daytime exterior scenes nighttime scenes such as the resurrection of billy butcherson the friendly zombie that was all done on a set um, which I think we both do that, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Old Burial Hill is one of the oldest cemeteries in America, founded in 1638 and, con and contains many historic Puritan graves, including the remains of a victim of the 1692 Salem Witch Trials. I did oh, not wow. know that. This, yeah, this is some legit history there. Right? So the next one is this bad boy, which this might be my favorite... Uh, my favorite picture from the, my favorite scene uh, from the whole movie. So the next one, listeners, is is the yeah. Sanderson sister house, Witch Cottage. It's, uh, and it was a sound stage. So we're no longer on the walking tour anymore. We did all these, right? Yes. But one of no, the no, we didn't do Max and Danny's house. Oh, did I miss that, or is it coming up? Um. Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have missed that. That awesome white house with that little like lookout yeah. tower on the top the heck did I miss that? It was the first one. Uh, Max and Danny's house, 4 Ocean Avenue. So you can't do a Pocus, Pocus Pocus tour and not go see their house. That's like it's the most iconic built in, structure. Guess when it was built. Ooh. I know, I'm curious what you think. Uh, it doesn't look that old to me. Early 1800s. We're good, the 1870s. Ooh. Yes! <laughs> Since Same century. Know so much about architecture. Yeah, I just have a feel for... <laughs> Decades and centuries. It was built in the 1870s. This house has become a tourist attraction of its own since the release of the film. Um, so yeah, it's definitely that. Uh, what is it called? A, a witch? No, what is that? A widow's peak? Oh, that like yeah. tower that he goes up in mm -hmm. that they explode. God, I want through. my bedroom to have a staircase that goes nowhere like his. <laughs> like when he runs up there and he's tapestry. all angsty, teeny, and he I runs know. up there, and it's like that stairwell goes nowhere, and he <laughs> runs up the stairs and sits on them. Except for like. It looks like a lighthouse. Like, maybe a yeah. light would go up there, and that's yeah. it. Exactly. It you're probably right. It was probably like a widow's peak initially, where you'd go yeah. up there and, like, you look for your seafaring husband. Stand. And is he coming home anytime soon? <laughs> when? And, yeah, seafaring husband. <laughs> Depressing. So, yeah, so that's the... I just thought, like, um, just talking about locations, that it's just such an iconic, the witch cottage. I always say that, like, if they kept that cottage from the movie as a set, they could rent that out that to, like, Sanderson spend the night in. in. I would yeah. pay to, like, Airbnb Is this that. a real structure, the Sanderson so Sisters cottage? It was, no, it was filmed on a, yeah, it was filmed on a soundstage in Burbank, California. Okay. So, um, it was, but it's, it was only a set. And mm. what I've learned a lot about studying, like, the his the behind-the-scenes of movies, like, 
I recently was looking at like Jurassic Park and a bunch of them. A lot of that stuff, like just Star Wars, just gets destroyed after the movie's made. Oh, they really? don't even save it because they, they don't think that. at the time it's a hit. We're gonna be like worth million right. dollars not gonna use for it a cult following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a lot of the stuff is just gone. But this, if I could walk onto the set and just spend mm-hmm. a couple minutes, I would pay for that experience. hundred percent. The Sanderson sisters, especially with this like purple smoke coming. Uh, out. That's one <laughs> of the most evocative Jimmy. scenes in the movie. I agree, sh- and that's why I printed this, even though it's not on the walking tour I was like this was like my computer desktop wallpaper uh, for like two years <laughs> the Sanderson the sisters have just from afar with the purple snow- smoke coming yeah. out yeah <laughs> so this is not going to be in Hocus Pocus 2 spoiler alert coming out next fall unless they redid it from scratch which it's Disney they might they probably they must have did something similar to to recreate this but I'm yeah. sad it's not the original set <sighs> like all these little jars and whatnot yeah, I just all love the details it. in there it was such a detailed set the interior of when the when he lights the black flame candle and the floor raises up and like there's that neon green light coming from oh, under it yes. I was like that must have been so fun to shoot yeah and like the engineering behind that and figuring that out that's just must and that scene must have been so fun to film mm-hmm. and all the candles pop on yeah oh my god it's boom, so boom, good boom, 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 boom. Boom. <laughs> so good <laughs> <laughs> Genius for cackling. 1993 cinematography, too. Honestly, like, it still holds up. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Except for the black flame candle. That is the one part that does not hold up in 2021. <laughs> exactly. 2022, no. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, we're filming this in January. Oh, yes. You wanted to mention that. So. <laughs> Which we fully acknowledge is Rather not traditional honest. spooky season, but we yeah. didn't want to wait another nine months to do this. And I had the idea well past the holidays, and I was like, I still want to do it. Should we wait until this fall? I didn't want to yeah. wait till October. No, so we were like, we're doing this. This will probably come out this coming weekend then, I feel like. You get to decide. Release it. Get this out to the people. <laughs> we're like a week the out from New Year's Eve. to hear this. But we are we are readopting spooky season because we, there's like a good... We're like, in the time of the year that has the least amount of holidays. Right. There's like a good month and a half to two months before the next festive holiday. So we're, we're recreating spooky season. And honestly, season. I'd argue that... Even the next holiday is just not even that festive. <laughs> it's no. like the least exciting. Basically not until St. Patrick's Day when you can wear green exactly. and pretend like you're Irish. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and then 4th of July after that, I would say. Uh, of Mayo, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so we're taking this back. January is for Halloween. <laughs> so this will be released in the fall, is yeah. what we're saying. <laughs> so yeah, that's the walking tour with all the locations. Um... I will definitely post pictures of them because they're just so fun to look at. Yeah. And uh, I'll post the map I made, too. I do love that so many of the scenes in the movie mm-hmm. were filmed in Salem. Yeah. Because it's so... It just makes it so much more so authentic. authentic. Yeah. I watched a movie recently that was set in Lake Placid and they just didn't shoot in Lake Placid at all. And it was like That's downtown. So like the cute little wintry downtown. And that there makes was me mad. nothing authentic about it. And I, I hate that. I googled it and it was filmed in like Northern California and I was like, this makes no. me so... <laughs> and they like nothing the that movie makes me for me. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Don't lie to us. Yeah. Just a huge thank you to the, like, visual engineers that created Hocus Pocus and knew, like, what shots to take because every part of this movie is so goddamn evocative. It's so good. Every part. There's every not part. one scene that you're like, I'm not enamored by yes. it. Yes. <laughs> <Me> shivers. <laughs> the, the, so good. The director. We both watch this movie multiple times every October. You didn't watch it this season. I did Maddie. watch it twice oh, and I did? told you that and I one of them was on November 1st and I acknowledged you that I slightly missed the deadline but I told you that I, I, I made up for it 
Because I didn't, I watched it once right before Halloween and then once on November 1st because it was like, I gotta get multiple doses in this yeah. year. I watched it twice too. Usually I watch it more than that. Yeah. But, yeah. The year you bought it on Apple Video. <laughs> we both watched we it both like We both watched it like, times. yeah, like, <laughs> like tri-weekly. Now it's just available on Disney and I'm like, God damn it. I waited <laughs> for like six years and tried to stream it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get for a while. Like, for a you, while. You bought so it on Apple it. Video. Yep. Yeah, and then we you both watched it You know, it's the there. best $10 I ever spent. <laughs> for the number of times that we both watched it on exactly. that account. Yeah. So the next thing that I have is Hocus Pocus Facts. And this mm. is the part that I, I personally, like, you know how I do this. I try to glance over and make sure it's appropriate, but I like to be just as surprised as the listeners or guests. Yes. But I learned a lot in this, and I'm very surprised. So I'm going to go fact by fact, and okay. I just want you to tell me if you knew it or if you didn't, or okay. any chime in with My anything. reaction? Okay. Yeah. Um, but... There was, there was like probably, there's like 50 facts and there was probably like 15 or 20 of them that I was like, what? I had no idea. So I'm very excited to hear. And like we, I'm surprised that you didn't know so much because we both know so much about this movie. I mean, I've looked and seen like a list of like 15 facts, but then I I started doing research and I was like, oh, there was a lot more that I just didn't know. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So please let me know what you did know and what you didn't know. Okay. So fact number one. The idea for Hocus Pocus came from David Kirshner, who was a producer and came up with the story. He created it as a bedtime story for his daughters. What? I know nothing about David Kirshner. I don't know who he is. I don't know what he produced. No. And I have no idea that's what it was based off of. No. That's also a terrifying bedtime story for children. Like, yeah, I know, right? Go to sleep because it's witches are going to come suck your souls yeah, out. No, that's true. The, yeah. It's probably a short, a very short version. Yeah. That's it. Go to sleep. Yeah. Or Crazy. witches are going to come suck your soul out of you. <laughs> and that yeah. got elaborated into a two-hour Disney Yeah, film. <laughs> into a, this classic movie. Yeah, it's so I don't wow. know who David Kirshner is. I'm curious. I, I like, made a note. I should look up, like, what has he produced? Do we know him? Yeah, David, he... if you're listening, call us. <laughs> David, if you're listening, call us. <laughs> <laughs> so number two is Max Dennison uh, was named after Kirshner, whose middle name is Max. What? Never knew that. Never knew that. He likes to think of the character as his alter ego. Oh. Never knew that. Nope. No idea. I'm excited to hear if you knew this one. This one was one of the, like, what ones for me? Leonardo DiCaprio was offered more money than he ever dreamed of to play Max, but instead he decided to do... What movie do you think he did instead that, like, launched his career? Do you remember the uh, one? It's not Titanic. The beach? No. Oh my god, that's so late. <laughs> What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Oh. It was either play Max Dennison or fucking film What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I mean, I guess he made a good choice, but this is the better this is the better decision in the long run. I also I also knew this one. Did you? I, I knew, did not know I that. I knew that Leonardo DiCaprio was uh, wanted for this role, that. and he turned it down. Really? Because Omri Katz, I think, is the mm-hmm. actor who plays Max. And um, did you spell that for our listeners? <laughs> That's mm, one of your trivia questions. Omri. Oh, M R I. Omri K A T Z. Yeah, that's it. But I knew that they wanted a. I guess Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't a bigger big name at that point, but they wanted him and then they went with Omri Katz when he I turned it down. I did not know that. Yeah. Good, um, good trivia. He's So number four is 
but seemingly Leonardo DiCaprio has no regrets. He said, I don't know where the hell I got the nerve. You live in an environment where you've in influenced people by telling you you make a lot of money and strike while the iron's hot. But if there's one thing I'm very proud of, it's being a young man who is sticking to my guns. I don't know why that was a fact. <laughs> it was just a quote from Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. So he's like unforgiving about his decision to not do this movie yeah. when he should be slamming his head against a wall. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, t riddle me this. Did you know this mm. one? Number five, Rosie O'Donnell was offered the role of Mary Sanderson. No. I did not know that either. But she felt uneasy about a character that playing a character that kills children. I think, feel like that's a common complaint, but... <laughs> I could see her being asked to, to play that role. I could see her in that role. I think role. Kathy to Jimmy was the way to go. Though. Oh my god, she's so beautiful. She's That's... so classically beautiful in that role. She is so good. Um, she, that worked out for the best, I think. The number six has to do with Kathy to Jimmy. Before doing Hocus Pocus, Kathy to Jimmy, who won the role of Mary, was a huge fan of Bette Midler, who played Winnie Sanderson. She had snuck backstage at two of her concerts and tried to meet her, once dressed as a bunny for a singing telegram. <laughs> what the? F so Kathleen Jimmy was a legit stalker before legit <laughs> she got this role. Bunny and did a wow. singing telegram for Bette Midler. That is a level of desperation that I hope to never reach. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Um, That's ridiculous. Oh, this one is one of my favorites. Okay, I don't think you'll know this. I'm going to guess if you know it. You don't know this. Number seven. During filming, Bette Midler had two people running behind her with dictionaries of old curse words. What? That's not your job. That is the best, like, posse to have with you ever. <laughs> no, I know it. That's hilarious. Old curse words. Firefly from hell. What are some of the curse oh, yeah. words she says? Curses. You buck-toothed. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. What does she call um, the zombie guy when she brings him up from the grave and she, like, insults him? So there's a bunch of, like, old old school Oh, yeah, about Billy Butcherson? Billy Butcherson, Oh, God, yeah. I'm not that good. But, yeah, I didn't know she had people running behind her with dictionaries. That's so cool. Um, number eight is choreographer Peggy Holmes had lessons with Midler Najimi and Sarah Jessica Parker, who played the third Sanderson sister, Sarah, to choreograph how they'd ride their brooms and vacuums. And vacuums. Number nine, uh. just piggybacking on that, Peggy Holmes, the choreographer, would ride with them in their cars to see how they would drive, and then she incorporated that into their broom slash vacuum riding. What? She, she rode around with them in their vehicles to see how they handled, like, a vehicle and based that broom, the broom and vacuum riding off of that. That's interesting. Isn't that is that a, interesting? That is a level of detail. So right? they, like, they had That's personalized yeah. broom riding. It's like Disney paid someone, like, $4,000 to... for, like, six days, right? To do to that? To ride around in cars to yeah. watch someone... Can you clearly hold it ten and two? So yes. your broom grip is gonna be here. Exactly. <laughs> um, that one I was surprised by. Um, number 10 according to makeup artist Tony Gardner they had to tone down some of the makeup after Disney deemed it too scary in early test. Interesting. The witch's makeup or does it specify? I think all of it. It just says huh. some of the makeup. Okay. Um, number 11. When Winnie takes to the stage to sing I Put a Spell on You, she says, Hello, Salem. My name's Winifred. What's yours? 
It's a, actually a reference to a line from Mama Rose in Gypsy, which she played oh. in Gypsy. She did play Gypsy. She, Hello, yeah. world. My she name is Rose. Rose. What's yours? I never knew that. She said <sighs> Midler played Mama Rose in a TV version of the musical in 93. I never knew that. She didn't that. play Rose on Broadway in Gypsy, but I, I knew no, she did I that role. I thought she did. Yeah. Um, so, that yeah, is it's interesting. From interesting. What's yours? Interesting. Um, number 12, Mark Shaman, um, one half of the songwriting duo behind Smash, did the arrangement for I Put a Spell on You, originally written by Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Oh, yes, we know that. It's on our yes. Halloween playlist. Yep. <laughs> Screamin' Jay. You can't forget Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Screamin' Jay. Number 13, Come Little Children, the song was written by James Horner, who co-wrote and won an Oscar for My Heart Will Go On. What? Same guy wrote Come Little Children. Shut up. My heart will go Those are two very different levels of That's songs. That's Titanic, right? Yes. Yep. That shit right. won Grammys and Oscars and is... Number 14, piggybacking on that, he was supposed to compose all of Hocus Pocus, but had to back out at the last minute and John Debney was brought in. He went on to score Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ and Hannah Montana movie, so that's a pretty great resume. Those are two very similar pieces of work. <laughs> yeah. That resume is all over the place. <laughs> like, yeah. It really is. Um, number 15, in the script, Billy was supposed to call Winifred a bitch when he finally cut his mouth open mm. got his yeah when he finally cut his own mouth open okay so this was a this is just a quick quiz question for you okay. what did he say when his mouth got cut open what is the the sentence he says oh, to Winifred I wish I watched this movie when right he, before we when he unsews his mouth <laughs> okay it starts off with wench mm. trollop you oh my buck-toothed, mop-riding firefly from hell. That is going to be my go-to insult wow. in the world <laughs> Trollop. Wench, trollop, you buck-toothed, mop-riding firefly from hell. <laughs> mop-riding just feels so, like, it's, stick it to him. That is the ultimate insult for a witch. It's second. Sure. It's, it's one what of my a, favorite sentences. What is a trollop? A trollop is like a tramp. Okay. And a wench is like a like a the like southern a, bar like wench. A I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like a, it's like a it's a wench. Yeah, but you you kind of you're not a ten if you're a wench. <laughs> you're you're not. like a five. You're like bottom of the barrel. You're yeah. the only option we have. <laughs> Tavern wench. Tavern my wench. Favorite. <laughs> Number sixteen. Doug Jones, who played Billy, thought it was too racy, so he changed it to wench instead of bitch. Mm. So he was supposed to say bitch, trollop, you buck tooth. Mop riding Firefly from Hell. I feel like Wench is wedge. better. It's like, I totally agree. It's way more of a timely. Yeah. Um, number 17, he also wrote the rest of that monologue himself. I thought, he's had uh, 300 years of buildup. He's got a lot to say, Jones recalled. Mm, I agree. <laughs> um, number 18, I think you know this. Those were real moths flying, at, moths flying out of Jones's mouth after he cut his stitches open. Yes. They used a dental dam like a device to keep them from going down his throat. That's disgusting. Um, I didn't know you had to even think about that. Did you Consider see that. the um, so Hocus Pocus, 25th Hocus Pocus reunion that was on... TV sure, like two yeah. years ago or something like that, yeah. but they there was like little like snippets. Did we see that together? We rented it and watched it together. We paid for a ticket and watched it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, together. that was that online thing, um, wasn't it? 
But anyway, this, this this was that like special they had on, and like all the the actresses, the Sanderson sister actresses were on it. But they had behind the scenes snippets, and one of them was about the real the moths? moths that they used. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine having real moths in your mouth, and you're waiting to cut the stitches open, and they fly That's out? Disgusting. Ugh. But I would. And the yeah, and the smoke Disney. that comes out with it, like yeah. all that was in his and mouth. He, like coughs. And yeah. It's, like, yeah. Dry <laughs> as hell. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Number 19 is the cast took a trip to Salem, which fell on the 300th anniversary of the witch trials. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, number 20, Larry Bagby, who played Ice, went on to recur as Larry Blaisdell on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then played Marshall Grant in the Oscar-winning film Walk the Line, which I did not know. Yeah. Um... All right, number 21, Norbert Weiser, who played Thackeray Binks' dad, was recently seen in a Pepsi mini can commercial. What? So, exactly. So, a way beast was in a Pepsi mini Those can commercial. Those two things don't go together. Thank you. Pepsi <laughs> mini, too? That's even worse. I knew. That was one of the facts that I was like, what? <laughs> recently, as in when? I know. <laughs> I when know. was this article published? When was that? Is he still acting? <laughs> so, uh, Listeners, we're just going to take a quick break because we need to crack open another beer because we finished what we were drinking. Correct. And you better believe that I went to a specialty beer store and got specialty Halloween and spooky related beers. So, sure Kevin, did. why don't you tell our listeners what we're drinking next? All right. Our next one is Forbidden Pumpkin Imperial Milkshake Style India Pale Ale brewed with pumpkin, spices, vanilla, and milk sugar. Which I have no idea what that means. Sounds but disgusting. Sounds disgusting, but I'm going to delightfully drink it. The IPA is going to like offset the milk, <laughs> I feel like. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hoping. Yes. It's Abomination Brewing Company, which I love that name. This is also North Haven, Connecticut. That's I what that one is too. Same. I didn't realize that. The first one we had was Abomination. Got it. So it's the same. Never knew Same that. brewery. Um, and this one's a 9.3% alcohol, oh so God. get ready. Buckle up, people. It's about <laughs> to get up, interesting. <laughs> Wait, tell them about the art. Oh, the art. Does it oh, say the, the art artist? Awesome. You did a great job at describing the last art. Awesome. Skeletons harvesting a field, <laughs> a bare field. I don't see a nod to the art. I don't see here. either. So the art is a zombie or a kid with a zombie mask and a pumpkin patch. Stealing a jack-o'-lantern and there are, are zombie hands coming out of oh no, this is a whole monster creature above. Oh him. yeah. Oh, I thought it's that was a, a very house. spooky like pumpkin patch Windows. field. There's a kid stealing. I'll definitely a post a picture of it. Colors are super autumn and Halloween-y. Yeah, this so is pour super Halloween. crack that forbidden pumpkin open and oh, yes. uh top me off because I'm ready. Me first. So while you're doing that, number 22, Kathleen Freeman, who played Max and Allison's teacher, also voiced Carl's teacher, Ms. Gordon, on As Told by Ginger. I don't know what that is. The episode No Hope for Courtney was dedicated to her after she died of lung cancer at 82 in 2001. I don't know what As Told by Ginger is, but on my to-do list to look up. Number 23, Charles Rocket. 
That's his name who played Max's dad. That's the best name I've ever heard of. Charles life. Rocket. He's also the bad guy in Dumb and Dumber, and it's one of my favorite characters. What? He's the nasty guy who kidnaps the husband of Mary, who oh, yeah. Lloyd Christmas falls in love with. And he's <laughs> such a he the going from the dad in, in the Hocus Pocus, where he's like it's, the goofy dad to yeah. like the bad guy. He's one of my favorites because of that. That is And his name is Charles Rocket. I never knew that. That is range, and he has the best name ever. Charlie Rocket. <laughs> Charlie Rocket. He his uh, name in the movie was Dave Dennison. I don't think I ever knew that his parents' name was Dave. Hmm. Dave, I was yeah. Achieved Jenny Slate like notoriety when he said "fuck" during the final moments of a 1981 episode of Saturday Night Live. There's an in joke referring to the moment in Hocus Pocus when he asks asks Max how school was. Max says it sucked, and Dave tells Max watch your language and it's because apparently on snl he swore and gave and and got like serious notoriety because of that isn't that interesting so that's like a little nod to that watch your language watch your language um uh this is interesting i didn't think you know oh wait cheers cheers you gotta try the beer we're tasting the beverage forbidden pumpkin Oh, that's definitely harvesty and mm, oh yeah, Octobery. Very, it's l- very st- autumnal. IPA. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again into the mic. Autumnal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Milk IPA totally offsets what could have been a disgusting, disgusting milkshake milk with milk sugar in yeah. it, whatever that is. Yeah, this Ew, is good. Milk sugar. I don't like hearing the ingredients spoken, but I do enjoy <laughs> drinking it. Does that make sense? Better in the body than out the mouth. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right. So, number 24. I thought this was interesting. Emily Binks, who played, who was played by Jody Amy Rivera. Her, she's notorious because she's the YouTube star. Do you know what her name is on YouTube? No. Venetian Princess. What the fuck? She made herself famous by... It's okay, you can swear. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Dave Dennison. <laughs> this is an SNL. Watch your language. Watch your language. <laughs> oh my god, please, I swear all the time. Um, <laughs> Emily Binks was pay- played by Jody Amy Rivera, a.k.a. YouTube star Venetian Princess. What the fuck does Venetian Princess I actually do? tried to look up Venetian Princess, and it looks like the videos are mad old and, like, oh, not available, but yeah. I was hoping she was, like, she's a TikTok a, star now. She's an Venetian original Princess. YouTube star <laughs> exactly. from, like, 2004. Um, number 25, Michael McGrady, who plays the cop who fools Max, Danny, and Allison. I hate that guy. <laughs> and then the woman that comes out, what's so funny, Eddie? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, that's right. So funny. Some kids thought I was a real cop. <laughs> I love that. Um, he starred on Southland as a detective for the show's first three seasons. Another show I know nothing about. I've and apparently the next one has to do with Southland. What? 26, Tobias Jelinek, who played Ice's sidekick Jay. His real name is Tobias Jelinek. What a horrible name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guest starred on two episodes of Southland, but only after McGrady had left the series. That's interesting. Wow, that's weird how these actors worked on the same projects. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you knew this. Number 27, Satan and his wife are played by brother and sister Gary and Penny Marshall. Yes. That's a pretty famous one. Mm-hmm. I just Penny Marshall is such a unique yeah. 
character. And Gary Marshall, fun fact, directed uh, Pretty Woman. I never knew that. And I actually watched the behind the scenes on Pretty Woman recently. So listeners, Gary Marshall is like the brains behind Pretty Woman. It was a totally different uh, script. And he changed it and like improved it. And it became this like obviously classic. But um, yes, I just learned that. Um, so number 28, the funny baby commercial Mary watches at Satan's house, Mm -hmm. um, is a real DuPont stained master commercial from 1991. That makes so much sense. Totally. I feel like we saw that growing up, right? Yeah, I agree. I definitely remember seeing that. And that was a part of our childhood. That That stupid song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's so funny with it. Yeah. (laughs) Her shrieks are the best. Um, Okay. Number 29, I'm going to do a little, turn this into a little bit of a quiz question. There were how many cats who played Thackeray Banks? Each had a different skill. One swatted, one slept, etc. But how many do you think is the number that is in this? I thought he was a robot. (laughs) He is, but also real. Uh, Three. More. Seven. More. 28. Nine. <laughs> nine. Nine? There were nine, nine cats. Nine cats. Wow. Um, number 20, number 30, sorry. Jason Marsden, who also voiced Max uh, in the Goofy movie. And pl- the Jason. Goofy movie was, Max was the little brother of Goofy, I think, in the Goofy movie. Okay. Jason Marsden voiced Max in the Goofy movie and played DJ Rich's boyfriend, Nelson, on Full House. He voiced Thackeray Banks. Oh. So. He voiced that. He voiced Banks, the, the, ca- cat. the cat. Yeah. It's not the actor who played Thackeray Exactly. In the yep. And what? I think there's an. Exactly right. There's another fact about that. Or. I was going to say, I wonder if I. I thought I had something else for that. Um, but yeah, DJ Rich's Weird. boyfriend, Nelson on Full House. DJ's boyfriend. Yeah, DJ. DJ. He weird. is the voice of Thackeray Banks. That's so weird. Super um, number 31, he initially read for the role of Max, too, to oh. play Max. Um, number 32, I think I just said that, Katz and Marsden have previously worked together on Erie, Indiana, and are still good friends today. So that's Omri Katz, who plays Max, mm-hmm. and the guy who voiced Thackeray Binks the cat. <laughs> it's hard to keep these all straight. Okay. They're still good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the clarification on that one. So number 33, Sean... Oh my God, this how, so many Thackeray Binks is Sean Murray, who plays the human version of Thackeray oh Binks in the film was the voice of the cat version of Thackeray Binks first, but he had a contemporary voice, and they decided to dub him over with a voice that was more true to the time period. He had a contemporary... This is why this movie is so good. Doesn't everybody have a contemporary voice? They're living (laughs) in the time that they're alive? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not uh, Jason Marsden. (laughs) But he was able to voice the person, the character. He spoke Mm -hmm. as the person, so... Yeah, I'm confused by it too. Hmm. Just as confused. And I guess are the voices not that similar? I'll have to look out for that in the film. Yeah, this is going to be something I'm going to listen for. Um, So, number 34, Mardson had to dub over Murray's lines as well. We just keep asking questions, they get answered. (laughs) So, Mardson, Jason Mardson had to dub over Murray's lines of human Thackeray Binks as well. And that's why. So that is dubbed. That's not even the actor's voice. As well, so that both the cat version and the human version of Binks have the same voice. So that is insane. That's so Because weird. it is so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. I, I would never think that's not that child, 13-year-old boy's real voice. Yeah, that's super weird. Right? Isn't that crazy? 
Wow. Um, number 35, not as interesting, Murray. Uh, Murray, the guy who actually played Thackeray Banks, the human body. <laughs> <laughs> so confusing. Has been starring on NCIS for more than 10 years. What? As Timothy McGee. <laughs> oh my God, so I've totally Thack- seen him and Mute never Thackeray know. Ba- really? I've never watched NCIS. Yeah. That's, that's Thackeray oh Banks. Oh my God. But not his voice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't recognize him. <laughs> never heard that voice. Nope. No, it is insane how... I would never think that's not his voice. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's super weird. Um, So, number 36. After they think they burned the Sanderson sisters to death in the school kiln, Max, Danny, and Allison celebrate as they walk to the park. The house, the house shown directly behind Max and Thackeray while they talk looks a lot like the home in American Beauty, which also starred Thora Birch. So, that oh. is... Um, the same house, I believe. Interesting. Oh, number 37. In many other countries, Hocus Pocus is also known as Abracadabra. I did so know that. That might be why I was thinking that when I mentioned it yeah, earlier. Yeah, that could be why. Okay, and number 38. Quite possibly my famous, favorite one on this entire list because I have a little special something for you. <sighs> In 2010, a Hocus Pocus porn parody was released, and we are watching it right now. (laughs) I have something I need to show you the beginning of it. And listeners, it is a delight to listen to. This is what we're going to watch? Absolutely. So bear (laughs) with me. I am very excited for you to see it. It's just the beginning. I couldn't find the whole film. I tried very hard. Okay, I'm Um, so intrigued. Amok, amok, amok. (laughs) I just want to run amok. And God, I need to fuck. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. A muck, a muck, a muck. Now it's just three busty women. <laughs> what the, in a spooky mansion. In a spooky mansion. But I'm sorry, that first line. It's it's Sarah. A muck, a muck, a muck. I just want to run a muck. And God, I need to fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So that's it. <laughs> this looks nothing like their cabin either. It's like a castle. It's the worst. <laughs> oh my god. So that is uh that is fact number um 38 in 2010 a hocus pocus porn parody was released. Wow. That is loosely <laughs> themed on Hocus Pocus. It was, can you describe to the listeners what the three actresses looked like? <laughs> <laughs> Just busty brunette. Very blonde. busty, scantily clad porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> that don't look anything like the characters. No. Um, one is blonde, one is redhead. I'll give them exactly, that. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> that's and a it. brunette. Yeah. That's what we got. <laughs> so, um... So then, number th- uh, third, moving on to number thirty-nine. You actually sent me this the other day. But yes, it's a hocus pocus board game. So listen, I need to get this. Kevin actually found it, sent it to me the other day, and little did he know it was on this list for me to show to him. Yes. I gave him a picture of it. Oh um, my god! I, I do we have any be... idea what this game entails? None whatsoever. We have to get it. I should have looked that up actually. No, we're just yeah. gonna buy it. What, I didn't it. even look closely at it. There's a round board. There's a there's a Thackeray Binks as a cat. Cat, yeah, character, token. token. Yep. There's a card, Sarah, Winifred, and Mary. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder like what year. Is... I wish I knew what year it was made. 
The, it looks the new to me. Yeah, that looks clearly the marketing on that is new. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. From the movie Disney Hocus Pocus, the game. So I think number fact number forty, you're going to be kind of mad about, um, Don't just make because me you can't right have now. it. Ugh. But I did want to print it so you could have it. Um, I don't know if you ever knew this, but fact number 40, there were uh, limited edition Hocus Pocus wines. What? Besa, Besa Mi Vino. Handcrafted a rosé and a white named after the famous Sanderson sisters. The rosé was created in partnership with custom brand Alix. Alix, I don't know how to say that. The three designs feature a boozy version of each sister's catchphrase. Winifred, I'll put a spell on you because you're wine instead of because you're mine. <laughs> Mary is, I suggest we form a drinking circle. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh my God. And Sarah is my lucky rosé, just where I left it. <laughs> the rosé is described as bright and lightly bubbly with flavors of cherry dried roses and lychee, and it has 12.5% alcohol Shut up. Volume. It's lychee and 12.5%? Mm-hmm. If you prefer white... You can pick up a six-pack. All the cans feature the same design of the sisters in front of a full moon. The brand describes the white as having fragrant fragrant aromas with a smooth blend between dry and sweet on the palate. And it has the same alcohol by volume as the rosé. Um, <laughs> and I, I you better these. believe I tried to find them and they're absolutely impossible. Nobody even is selling like a pack they bought when it came out in 2020. These are from 2020? Mm-hmm. It's that recent? Yep, and I could not find I was going to like what? have one shipped to us instead of the beer I got. I thought, uh-huh. what? Could, and there's nobody selling them. Uh-huh. So listeners, if one of you has one of these cans, please send them to us. We would yes. like one. <laughs> oh, these cans look so cool. Yeah, so too. I printed out a picture of the cans. I'll post a picture of them. I want that. So fact number 41. It wasn't a Halloween release, the movie. It was released on July 16th, 1993, in the middle of summer, which makes me so mad when they so do that. So dumb. That's not exactly the time of the year people are sipping witches brew out of a cauldron mug. It makes me so mad so when mad. they do that. And they, that is why the movie didn't do so well at the mm-hmm. box office. Exactly. And it later became a cult yes. hit. Which it is was fact released in July. Okay, continue. It was a flop. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Because you released in July. What do you expect? Exactly. How, okay, Disney. You have a lot of smart they, people working there. They just what is released. Wrong with you? I was thinking about that the other day with them. They just released a holiday movie or Halloween movie or something like recently, and I was like, "This is the wrong time of the year. Where was yeah, this?" Yeah, yeah. Um, that shit gets released in September. Exactly. So you can watch it all of October. I don't know why they do that. They do that with a lot of movies, and it drives me crazy. That's so dumb. Um, number forty-two is it was a flop. And flop is such a harsh word when describing any film, let alone one that would go on to enjoy such fame and adoration. The truth hurts sometimes, though, and Hocus Pocus was definitely not a runaway success out of the gate. So the film budget was $24 million, and the initial box office run for the film only pulled in $39.5 million. So it managed to make it into the black, but not by much. Which I'm surprised. On top, I guess I'm not. On top of it being a film with a big fall season vibes and Halloween theme, which certainly didn't help, (laughs) Hocus Pocus had to compete with hitting the theaters on the same day as, guess the movie? Uh, 1993, Jurassic Park. Free Willy. Oh my god. I would have guessed probably that too. Free Willy (laughs) it competed with. Not only was Free Free Willy a way more anticipated film, it was just a natural fit for that time of the year. Yeah. The box office sales reflected as much. Free Willy had a budget of $20 million. 
Hocus Pocus was 24. And Free Willy netted 153.6 million at the box office. Hocus Pocus was only 39.5. Oh, shit. So it didn't Um, lose money, but it barely scraped by. Yeah, exactly. Um, Number 43, the 25th anniversary release had deleted footage. I did not know that. Mm. And I actually believe um, I might have some of that footage for us. Mm. Um, Number 44, I don't think you know this one. You might. Kathy Najimi rewatches it yearly. Did you know that? No. I didn't know that either. So she loves it? Yeah, she loves it. That's so interesting to hear because when I heard an interview with Sarah Jessica Parker in the last year or two about it, she was like, I haven't seen it in years. I I don't think I've ever seen it in full. She's like, my kids wanted to watch it, but I hadn't ever like really watched it. And I was like, wait, what? The hell? Right? What is wrong with you? It is the best. That's the best gift you could give a child. She also was one of the people that expressed dismay about the thematic um, matter of luring kids to their death and she was like that's I I have kind of an issue with that Um, so she's kind of like left it behind any other film I would be like that's kind of weird but Disney I'm like that makes sense just I don't even think of that as being a weird thing and it's not that morbid to me it's like it's it's a playful movie I don't find it to be that dark that's weird but there you know there is a dark thematic underlying for sure I just never would have thought about it that way that's so interesting yeah um but yeah kathy najimi watches it and then speaking of sarah jessica parker number 45 she's related to a salem witch did you know that no so although she didn't know it at the time of filming sarah jessica parker is a distant descendant of a woman accused of witchcraft during the salem witch trials what she's the 10th great granddaughter of esther elwell esther was accused of witchcraft in 1692 Fortunately for Mrs. Elwell, by the time she was detained, the witch trials had gotten out so uh, so out of control that the mob was even trying to drag in the governor's wife for witchcraft. She was released and went on to live well into her 80s, Esther Elwell. And had babies, so that's Sarah Jessica. old age, yep, for a 17th century colonist. Um, she didn't find, SJP did not find this out, however, until nearly 20 years after filming Hocus Pocus. In what? 2010, she was a guest star on the premiere of NBC's genealogy show, Who Do You Think You Are? I love that show. I love that show, too. It's so good. Where experts showed how far back they traced her lineage. Wow. Isn't that insane? I thought for sure you knew that fact. That's so I'm really insane. glad that you didn't, actually. And thank God that she didn't get hung for witchcraft. We would not have this movie with Sarah Jessica Parker in it. Thank you. Thank you, the witch trials, for going on so long that everybody just finally threw up their hands and was like, if we keep doing this, everybody's going to be dead. We wouldn't have SJP, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, and there's just nobody else to play when or Sarah Sanderson. No, impossible. Perfect. perfect. Um, so number forty-six is a variety of old Disney costumes appears in the film. So oh. the filming budget for Hocus Pocus was pretty tight, and the one area where it shows if you're looking is the town's Halloween party. I never knew any of this. Most of the time, because there's a Mrs. Potts costume. Oh my God! I think that's one of is them. Is that in there? Maybe. Um, most of the time recycling costumes from other movies wouldn't fly. You can't exact exactly drop a bunch of people dressed as space marines into a movie about a bank heist after all but when your film is set at halloween and it's a bit more flexible in the party scene there are costumes from other disney films including tron treasure island the sword and the rose which i've never heard about even as a fun easter egg costumes from bett midler's film gypsy 
Wow. If you're curious where the Madonna costume came from that Max and Danny's mom wears, yeah. worn by Stephanie Ferrasi playing mom Jenny Dennison, that one was handmade by costume designer Mary Vo- Vogt to give it a homemade costume vibe. Hmm. Success. 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 Um, I thought you were going to go into the scene where all the kids are running in the street where she mm-hmm. goes amuck, 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 and all the Halloween mm-hmm. costumes of the kids around, because there's a bunch of Easter egg uh, Disney costumes in that that's scene. that's one of the facts, actually. Is it? That's I, that's where Mrs. Potts comes in. There's a couple of the Disney characters I that go by. I think so, but I could be street. wrong. I remember reading about that. Yeah, there's a bunch. In, so who is it? Mrs. Potts? There's and... definitely Mrs. Potts. And then there's a couple other Disney characters that go by as costumes. I either read that. I don't know if I have that here. Um, but yes, I uh, I definitely have heard that too. I don't know if I have that. Um, number 47 is the fountain appeared in the Friends show intro. You knew that, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So the same we fountain. We talked about this last time we watched it. Yes, the, exactly. The fountain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so the Friends Fountain. And and um the same house as National so number 48 is the same house as National Lampoon Christmas Vacation is in the movie. What? I never knew that. So That's when the Max, wrong holiday. Right? Unacceptable. They, <laughs> when Max stops to talk to the cat Binks outside a home with a wrought iron fence and blue shutters, it's none other than the house from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. What? As a fun little coincidence, the actress that played Danny Dennison, Thora Birch, revisited the same house later in her career. That excuse me, very same house that the kids stop in front of after escaping from the witches and where Max talks to the cat is the same house where her character in the film American Beauty lives, which we mentioned. What? Isn't that crazy? That's bizarre. That is all that in Salem? Like, um, or is that a soundstage? Um, no, or, or, no, it's a real house, I believe. Oh, wait. In maybe California? Not. But that's hardly the only places you'll find this particular Warner Brothers backlot home. We uh, keep asking questions and literally it's like both of us <laughs> in the next sentence is the answer. So it's not like okay, she was in a movie with the same real house the somewhere in the country. It sits it's a on is a fictional street called Blondie Street. Okay. And it features a number of homes that have appeared in everything from old TV shows like I Dream of Jeannie and the Donna Reed Show to modern titles. So yes, exactly okay. what you just it's said. It's a backlot house. <laughs> not... Got it. In fact, if you look very closely at the shutters and chimney while watching the Marvel show WandaVision, you'll notice that Wanda and Vision lived in the same house as Clark Griswold, which is Shut insane up. to me. That's crazy. Do you know, I just watched the behind the scenes of the making of Home Alone and I did not know the interior of that house is a complete set. Mm, it really? has, the inside of that house has nothing to do with the actual inside of that real house, which is oh, wow. fascinating to me. And when they flood the house, when the wet bandits come in and they're like at the end, and they're like capturing him and they like pin him up on the door. They built that stage in a swimming pool in a high school. So it was like, wow. so they built the stage in a drained swimming pool. So when they ran all that water, it would just run down. They didn't have to deal with water. They just waited for it to dry and cleaned it up. That is crazy. So they built the entire house in the gym. And then they rebuilt the basement and first floor for those scenes in a swimming in a pool. pool. Wow. Just so they could film that without the, like, aggravation of it. And I was like, that makes sense, but that's insane. It really and does. Show crazy. pictures of it. 
Um, this one was really interesting. Number 49, Bette Midler turning to stone was a practical effect. It was not like computerized, which it's a real blows sculpture, my right? mind. Yeah. yeah. It says, while the film included a lot of digital effects, we assure you that the green glowing smoke did not come pouring out of an actual elementary school in Salem. <laughs> it also had a lot of good old fashioned practical effects to carry the film. Among the more interesting were those used to turn Bette Midler's, Midler's character, Winifred Sanderson, to stone at the end of the film rather than relying on cgi which would have looked hokey or actually painting midler up to look like stone which probably would have looked even hokier <laughs> the special effects okay. team had seven different statues made the statues create cre- created the progression from living midler to, sto- to stone cold statue midler and were swapped out during the scene to create the effect wow which is that fascinating. seems so complicated yes Okay, so before we go on to the next fact, there's only two left. We're out of beer. So why don't you tell the listeners, Kevin, what's happening? We're moving on because we're luscious. This one is from the brewery that's called Grimm. G-R-I-M-M. It's called Telekinesis. It's a dry hopped sour ale. So this is a gorgeous can. It's by Grimm Brewery from Brooklyn. And that's all we got. What's the, the art? The art is futuristic and there's a pair of hands and like a bunch of shapes and objects below it yeah the guy at the store was like telekinesis sounds spooky right or paranormal (laughs) i think you said earlier yeah yeah, paranormal he was like try it he also said grim is like the hands down i mean this was a big beverage store he was like this is hands down the best brand they said he was like it's delicious so i'm very excited for this all right um let's do it and it's a sour ale but it doesn't have a flavor yeah, there's no like a fruit flavor, so no I'm interested. No. Oh, that sounds good. See. So while Kevin's filling our glasses, we're gonna move on to number fifty, and I'm curious if you knew this. Okay. Number fifty, the devil's dog, the little dog Ralph. Sick'em, Ralph. That's <laughs> Kathy Najimy's real dog in real what? life. Did you know that? No. I didn't know it either. Really? That's funny. Yep, so Ralph, sick'em, Ralph. Oh, that's a beautiful color. That is. That beer. Um, and last but not least for the facts, when filmmakers pitched Hocus Pocus to Z- Disney executives, they decorated the conference room with two hanging broom- broomsticks, one hanging vacuum cleaner, all suspended from the ceiling with wire, and 15 pounds of candy. When the, candy will convince when anybody. pitched it. So that's what? the fun facts. And I, like I told you, I think before we started recording, I knew like 70% of that. Really? Maybe? That high? Not, not even probably. How mm. much would you say you knew of that? I would, I would say less than half, honestly. Right? That's yeah. crazy. Did you learn a lot? I was yes. hoping that you did. My Hocus Pocus knowledge has blossomed. So I printed this. Listeners, Wait, you can't see. But about this is the just last fact, I was going to say um, that's interesting that. that the vacuum aspect was part of it from the beginning. From the pitch? Yeah, from absolutely. Pitch. Yeah. Well, they <gasps> obviously had Mary, the characters, very well curated. Mm-hmm. If that, exactly. Because that vacuum is so perfect to, like, describe her character and who she is. And, like, as the bumbling kind of, like, side yes. sister. The comedic The relief. non-sexy one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the comedic not... relief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though she's, like, so good and, and, yeah, she's, like, the perfect mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, George so just handed me a picture of my favorite scene from the movie. Yes. Where they turn Thackeray into a cat. Oh, and you and know she what? she goes, 
bend the bones and break the back. Trim him off his baby fat. I was gonna say say the whole thing. I also realized I had a bunch of printouts I was supposed to give you. These are deleted scenes from the movie. Um, when I mentioned that. And then this is the homemade costume, Madonna costume. Oh, yes. And I can't believe that I'm totally so sorry. I was supposed to give you all these when we were looking at that. <laughs> the Friends Fountain. The Friends Fountain from Friends and the show. Yeah. And this is the National Lampoon House side by side in Christmas Vacation. Oh, my God. It's the same house. And these and these. You've got oh my God. the stone. Wait, I need more statues. time with all of these. These are all for you. The stone statue, a picture yeah, of it. And yeah. Ralph the dog. Ralph the Jimmy's dog. dog. So I'm sorry, I meant to give you those. I forgot. Yeah, I had a whole thanks. stack of them. I needed time with all of these images. <laughs> sorry oh, about that. Dog. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to do a Hocus Pocus trivia quiz. <gasps> okay, Are you ready like for this. it? And there were a lot of one that were like pretty easy. They were like, what color is the cat? You know, but this <laughs> one I thought I, I found a good one. Only a true Sanderson sister will be able to ace this one. Oh. Um, Are we competing? Okay. Uh, no, because I can see the answers very quickly. Okay. Is that mine? That's yours. That okay. Um, so cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. We oh haven't god. tried this one yet. It's so sour. Oh, listeners. Mm-mm. When we take a sip, we're gonna need like six seconds to recover. <laughs> it's like and eating a warhead. Oh, that is yeah. that is sour. It is it's so a grim sour. beer. We like, just tried it. Closes your eyes unintentionally. <laughs> I keep going back to oh war. It keeps happening. Yeah. No. No me gusta. Whew. Um, so let's start with an easy one. Question number one. What's the first line of the movie? You get two options. Oh, look, another glorious morning? Or Emily? Question mark. Those are the two options? Yes. So it's, okay. Um, No, oh, look, another glorious morning is is later. Emily. Uh, Yes, you're right. While Bette Midler's scorn for fall weather in this movie is iconic, the first scene actually shows Thackeray Binks waking up to discover the Sanderson sisters lured his little sister Emily away. Who directed Hocus Pocus? Mark Rossman or Kenny Ortega? Kenny. Yeah, so I was going to say, I don't know what it is about that name, but Kenny Ortega. Yeah. He also directed all three high school musical movies and more what? than 10 episodes of Gilmore Girls. What? Crazy. He did high school musical? Uh, three. What was a key ingredient in the witch's life potion? Dead man's toe or dead man's nose? Toe. I was going to say, these are easy. <laughs> dead man's toe and a dead man's toe and I'm making a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> Another delicious sounding addition included blood of owl and newt saliva. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that <laughs> That's sounds good. What was Ice's real name? Oh, oh Ernie. Ernie or Joey. I was going to say, I'm not going to stop giving you the answers. Yeah, stop giving me the options. Anyone who goes so far as to shave ice on the back of his head must really hate his given name. Mm, Agreed. (laughs) What was Max dressed as when he took Danny trick-or-treating? Oh, um... Well, he started as a rapper and then he became a little league player. A little leaguer. (laughs) Yeah, a little leaguer. (laughs) Um, Tom Cruise or a rapper, so you got it. A rapper. Um, When is... When Max tells his parents that his non-costume is a rap singer, it's actually very versatile. Danny yeah, describes the getup as a little leaguer when the siblings encounter the town <laughs> bullies, which that is 
I have to say, you know I talk about this. That's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Ding dong! Ah! Yeah. And like, come on, you. He, he runs around, and, he's, and she's like, he's a, for your information, he's a, a little leaguer. Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, shh. What was the name of Win- Winifred's old flame? This is so easy. Billy Butcherson? Billy Butcherson? Or right. Bobby Bones? Bobby Bones. <laughs> the actor behind the friendly zombie, Doug Jones, also starred as the amphib- amphibian man in The Shape of Water. What? No that way. That won the Oscar? I did not know that. That guy is a goddamn and alien. And the silver surfer in Fantastic Four. What? So he just has no bones and he just moves in weird ways and he gets cast <laughs> in all these crazy things. He must be ugly. Mm, yeah. It's just his yeah. body. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who played the devil? You know oh, this. Oh, uh, Marshall. What's his first name? Um, Penny Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. <laughs> um... Uh, yep, that's the pretty woman director I told you, dancing around yeah. in boxing shorts and red rubber gloves. Another another fun fact: his real life sister Penny Marshall played his wife, or Medusa, as when he initially Medusa. suspects, and that's what she thinks. I Take your clock bars and get out of my house. <laughs> 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 what does she call her? All right, tart face. Take your clock bars and get out of my house. Yeah. Tart face. <laughs> um, what did Max's parents dress as for Halloween? Uh, Madonna and, and a vampire? Dracula? Yes, Dracula <gasps> and Madonna. Uh, the other answer option was Frankenstein and Cher. Um, <laughs> Another um, monster and singer? <laughs> oh, well, you already know this. Number nine, what is the name of the high school that Max attends? Bailey. Bailey High School. Jacob Bailey High School. Jacob I think I'm pretty sure it's John Bailey. And John, last yeah. but not least, when was the film released? 1993? July! <laughs> July! The answer is October 93 or, 19, or July 93. <laughs> I always remember the year the movie came out because they asked her, Child, what year is it? She's like, 1993? <laughs> <laughs> Danny? Danny, yeah. Alright, so... That was fun. Next. I think I aced that. Let me just say that. I think right you got now. every single one. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so the last and final thing that I wanted to talk about, and this is less of like a kind of planned out thing, but basically I had a question for you, and uh, I just wanted to read something really quickly. So my question for you is, what do you think of the sequel? What you know of the sequel mm. thus far? But I have a few, before you go into it, for our listeners, let me just say a few things. Okay. Um, so on November 12th, the Disney released the first look, and um, the, of Hocus Pocus 2, that that's the name of the movie, and the horror comedy sequel to the 1993 Halloween cult classic starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy, all reprising their roles from the original movie. The sequel is set to premiere on the streamer in fall of 2022, which makes me sad that it's not going to be in theaters. So excited. Oh, it's not going to be in theaters? Apparently not. It says the streamer. Ugh. Um, And then just this is all they released. The the sequel has three young women accidentally bringing the Sanderson sisters uh, back to modern day Salem. They must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. And then just... In case, I don't know, I don't recognize a lot of these names, but the cast includes Tony Hale, which I believe is a repeat. 
Sam Richardson, Hannah Waddingham, Whitney Peak, Lilia Buckingham, Belissa Escobedo, Doug Jones, Juju Brenner, Froy Gutierrez, Taylor Henderson, and Nina Kitchen. That's a fun name, Nina Kitchen. I don't know any of those actors, but yes, so what I, I, I don't know if I know enough yet, but what do you think of the sequel? That's how we're going to round this out. Okay, I like this question because I'm super torn. Same. Part of me feels like we have a perfect cult classic yeah. movie that we love every year. Like, leave it alone. I Let know. it be. Let's just have it's this. It's no way it's going to be as good. It's not going to be as good. Nearly but as good. The other side of the it's coin. Be no real moths coming out of mouths. <laughs> you know? The other side of the coin is, if I can get more Hocus Pocus, I want it. I like, know. even if it's not as good, I want it. Really? Yes. Ugh. So I say I'm in favor of it. I okay. don't think it's going to be as good. I Yeah. Part of me does feel the sadness that, like, we're going to lose the, like, the pure Do excellence of this. Do you think it's going to be good? I think That's it'll really be entertaining. That's what it comes down to. Okay. My issue with, like, you just read a little bit of the plot. Yeah. I think it sounds too similar to what we already have. It sounds so similar to yeah. the plot the, of the first movie. So yeah. I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen, but I think I don't think it's going to be as good, but I'm happy to have it. That's how I feel. The only other thing maybe our listeners don't know, I'm sure you know this because, excuse me, I think we talked about it. They were filming like a real village burning in in Salem, right? Yeah, they were filming in Rhode Island this in, past oh, fall. Oh, in Rhode Island this yeah. past fall, and it was an actual pioneer village. Yeah, they recreated and they were doing um, what is that called? It when it's not CGI, they were doing like pyrotechnics. Like mm-hmm. they were actually doing like old school Disney. That I think that's my issue with it is I just feel like the newest films and the sequels lose that charm of the not CGI like how they got that statue to turn to stone or Billy Butcherson with the moths or stuff like that even just like the raising of the cemetery coming up that's all actual like um, animatronics that they do and so if they stick to that I think that's part of the charm of the movie because the aesthetic is so like just like the witch's cottage it's so particular every inch of that place square Mm -hmm. inches thought thought of and considered to be so beautiful so as long as they do that yeah i could see it but then on the other hand i'm thinking like three young girls you know they're gonna i just feel like that's gonna feel like a like a sitcom on the disney channel like a hannah montana and that's what i'm worried about yeah like three teen friends yeah three just like yeah but i think if the story's good we don't know a lot about it yet no not much at all i think if the story's good it'll hold up but if it's a shitty story or if it's like an exact repeat of what we already had then like what was the point what do you think of how the witches are gonna look having aged that's exactly what i was just gonna get into is (laughs) it's gonna be very interesting to see how they handle that because they're all sarah jessica parker looks the same (laughs) yeah yeah pretty pretty much i will say that the other two look much older. Look I'm so sh- different, especially Kathy. I'm sure they all do. It's been 30 years yeah, since for the sure. first movie, so. Wow, that's crazy. You're right. Yeah. I was thinking just less under than that. 30 years. Oh my so. gosh, one year to th- it's 29 years. Wow. Crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with that. Yeah. And especially since their whole shtick was kill children to steal their youth but now they're 30 now they look so much older than they did the first time that's true i'm sure they'll have to address that somehow i just want to put this out there i'm 
like 99.9% sure it has nothing to do with the movie but in one of the pictures I just want to be the first one to say it and one of the pictures that I saw Bette Midler looks clearly pregnant in it and I wonder what? if her being pregnant will be part of the Bette Midler is like I, 75 I know, years I, old I know it's very weird it, She, the way she's holding herself and the way I'll show you the picture of it though, just the way she's like she's kind of just like holding here and it's clearly like her belly is clearly bumped out and bigger than like her chest what? area and it's just very like a matronly like motherly way to place your hands when you're pregnant yeah. and it just was like you know like when pregnant ladies just like stand there kind of like with their hands mm-hmm. it just was on their belly and it, it might just be age it might just be her body and it might just be the way the clothes it's probably all of that but i just want to say i wonder if that has anything i just don't foresee uh, that fitting in but it was a weird picture it made me like yeah. kind of look twice and be like why is it like that but, I wonder um, if they're going to try to continue the series with new witches? actors and or actresses after this. Because realistically, this is the last oh, one that those yeah. three are going to be able to make. To, to keep the same characters or like grandchildren of Winifred? Exactly. I think, think descendants. descendants. Because Bette Midler is 75 or older at this point. I is think she she's really? in her mid-70s. So. What is Sarah Jessica Parker? She's probably in her late 50s, something like that. There's that her, much of a difference she's definitely between in her 50s. them? Yeah, I know Bette Midler's in her 70s because I oh, saw I her on Broadway Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were ago. all around the same age. Um, no. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker wow. is definitely significantly younger. Oh, I did not but, know that. That's interesting. Fun fact. Yeah. So I wonder if they're getting ready to like keep the saga going with new with the descendants of them i wonder if they're, they're not testing gonna make another it one out with, them with after this. no no way no. They, or if they do they'll be playing like the grandparents true <laughs> the grand yeah. witches whatever <laughs> they're called the grand, the grand witches. witches yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder if this is kind of testing the waters too so when mm-hmm. does it come out fall of 23 no fall of 22, 22. i think it's this year now yeah. yeah at least they got the right season folks <laughs> yeah. they right learned their fucking Last time. That's what it says. Stupid. Yeah, it's such a premiere in fall of 22. I mean, so. if they did the July thing again, they just didn't learn their lesson. <laughs> exactly. Just so silly. <laughs> yeah, well, no. thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, Hocus Pocus is a big part of our friendship. Yes, oh, one more thing every before fall I, we talk about it I'm going to list my sources, but one more thing I wanted to give you while we were on the podcast on the what air. What is this? Little gift for ah. Kevin, folks. And I just want you to look through them and tell our listeners oh what, my you, God, what you have there. Oh my God, it's a bag of Hocus Pocus stickers. Okay, Jules knows that I'm a sucker for a bag of stickers. And the rule is you got to give me at least one. So you got to pick one. Uh, okay, you're getting the worst one. Great. <laughs> okay, this one says Winifred and Mary and Sarah... Book. <laughs> oh, wait. Book. Winifred and Mary I'll and Sarah and Book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Another glorious morning. Makes me sick. I love that. That's such a cute one with the quote. Right? I know the way that they did the script on it. <laughs> I'll definitely post a picture of all of These them. These are so cute. Yeah, this one so is a picture home. of... Oh, the vacuum, the mop, and the broomstick. <laughs> and it says, come, we fly. Come, we fly. And then this one is the three of them. It's a caricature of the three of them. It says, oh, look, another glorious morning. Makes me sick. Oh, there's double makes me sick. I like double that one. Makes me sick. <laughs> I like this one. It's like the no the no eyes character caricature. Yes, just yeah. like the I'll silhouettes. definitely post a picture of them. That <gasps> My one... favorite quote is in here. So when I ordered it from the artist that made them, I said, <laughs> 
she had like a picture of like 50 and she was like yeah. for this amount of money you get like 10 you don't get to pick and i was like i do get to pick put at least that one I in will, there I and, I paid her and she was like no problem <gasps> so i was like you i was like any 10 i think there's 10 but i was like this one has this to one be has to be in it, and it's, it's the, the one that twist says twist the bones twist the bones and bend the back it should be <laughs> Trim him of his baby fat. Give him fur. Malika black as Mystica. black. Just like this. You have to say Malika Mystica. That's, That's totally like my what favorite it says name. Here. If I ever have a child, it's going to be named Malika. It's middle name Mystica. Mystica. Politi. It says Ichika Kopicha. Malika Mystica. Ichika Kopita? Yeah. <laughs> Malika Mystica. I actually love that. It's so Mystica is my stage name. Oh, this one's beautiful with the moon and yes, hocus the pocus. Yes, <laughs> Picture, it's just an image of Win- Winifred and, I am calm! <laughs> Sister, <laughs> we are lying to ourselves. Now we're not being honest with ourselves. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is an image of uh, Sarah and says, you're mine. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. And this one is Mary, and it says, and now? In her hat? Written in her hat? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. That was so, I love them. So Thank you have to pick you. one to give to me. Before you take them, I got to take a picture of them. Uh, okay. um, but yeah, so uh, listeners, thank you so much. As always, I just want to list the sources that I got some of my information from. So I got wordfoolery.wordpress.com, life at cloverhill.com. Uh, this is my favorite one, clubkelly.com, which is where you can see the porn. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to Club Kelly. Club Kelly. <laughs> we all want to subscribe to Club Kelly. Goodhousekeeping.com and deadline.com, among a few other places that I got uh, some uh, imagery from. And then I made my own map, and I'll definitely be posting all this. And shout out to the artist on Mercari that made these stickers for me. Thank so, you. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, so big cheers. Um, thank you so much for listening. This was a really fun episode. So and, much fun. Uh, thanks for being here, Kevin. Yeah, and, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, on that note, as always, happy haunting. Happy haunting. Happy haunting.